I will be I'll, I'll, I'll twerk when I'm 400 pounds and 80 I'm telling you okay so welcome to Pan Strong Podcast where we interview Canada's top strength female athletes I should make that into a song you guys amateur to it. pro strength athletes and we do this to empower women across Canada and beyond to train and compete for strength sports. <laughs> the manly things, yes. So I'm Stephanie A, um, aka um, Six Stephanie, Fantastic the Dancer. Why? Because I'm fantastical and fantastical. I'm a dancer fitness educator from Manitoba. And um, I'm current third in Manitoba, strongman and squash heavy games athlete. And so I like to throw things when I get angry and lift things when I'm somewhat angry. Either way, there's things being moved around. So today's episode is all about overcoming challenges. You know, things in life that make you go, or, you know, make you want to eat cheesy cake. Uh, Yeah. And today's guest is the amazing Stephanie Bay in the house hey <laughs> you step the next we're gonna take over the world y'all so anyways how do you <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> i'm around my son too much boop, 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 boop. uh anyways you so uh how do you say your last name i feel like it's very italiano it is but i just go with bisignano <laughs> i know some people throw the italian like busy nano flair into it but bisignano <laughs> I feel like that should be on a bottle of olive oil, like, or like the name and like the commercial for the restaurant would be like, the, your last name would be the name of the restaurant. And then the commercial would be like, join us today at, and then they'd talk about pasta and there'd be like pasta in the commercial. We will make myself my, hungry. I have Ooh. my little Nona there. She'd be the, she'd be the star <laughs> of the show. Nona. Love it. Love it. Strong underscore. Yeah, you gotta spell that right now. It. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna put it on the screen. Don't worry about it. Um, Perfect. Follow us on on our IG and TikTok, duh, and you'll follow her, find her. Um, anyways, and so yeah, thank you, sexy pandas, for tuning in today. Listen to the end for exciting news, tips, and her real life story of how she entered strongman. Yeah. So thanks, Steph, for being on the show today. Now, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're so beautiful. The world needs to see your face tonight. You might get a lot of messages in your DM from our male listeners. <laughs> hey, girl, you single? Hi, hi. What are you doing? Can you good make me some meatballs? <laughs> oh, you should be like, how big is your meatball? Yeah. <laughs> what you back in there? You got some sausage in there? Or... Just kidding. <laughs> hey, is that a salami? That's I actually... 
I follow this guy that does these like Italian um, videos and he pretends to be Uncle Vinny and Z or yeah, Uncle Vinny and Zia Lucia. And there's one where they talk about all these Italian pickup lines. Oh, I was dying, dying. I showed it to my dad. I'm like, dad, because he's from Italy. So it was great. <laughs> Whenever I think of Italians, I always think of like two things. Like the, the Seinfeld show when he's like, no, it's for you. And then, uh, the friends with his sisters and then Chandler sleeps with one of his sisters and he can't figure out which one. <laughs> so good. I just think of that. I know eating the tramp with the spaghetti and the meatball scene. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So cute. So cute. Oh, honestly, though, if I went to Italy, I'd get knocked up. I'd have like four babies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little Italianos I mean, running around. So wise. Yeah. Italiano. <laughs> Man, my my mama mia my sons would have so much swagger like oh man <laughs> they'd have a waiting list you know for uh <laughs> studying in a resume you know um yeah, yeah. i knew that and i was like listen my womb is not ready for that type of commitment so that's why i got myself a basic vanilla white boy you know because <laughs> i knew he'd want to and that's it and i'd be like get off me leave me alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it so we're going to play a little game, which we've never done before on the show. And I just, you guys know, I didn't prep her for this. So uh, we didn't, she didn't consent to this. So I might get sued. But anyways, don't sue me. Okay. I'm cute. So anyways, <laughs> and he signed a contract. So anyways. Yeah, true. Kidding. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Facts. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say a word. And then you say a word in response to what it makes you think of. Okay. So just like how we did now. Okay, so we're going to continue on with that. And what's going to be related to strongman and our sports, just fitness, just things. Okay, health. All right. Okay. Okay. Ooh. And try to make it funny and we see if we can tell a story. All right. And we have to do it in exactly 60 seconds. And oh, I'm going to stare at my tiny clock and try to stay on time. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Supplements. Popeyes. <laughs> yes. You read Popeyes. Um, <laughs> celery. Uh, peanut butter. I put salt, peanut Ooh. butter in my celery. Oh, cheese whiz. Oh, you know, we're from the 90s. Oh, yes. Mom, mom puts the raisins on top, but maybe that's too vanilla <laughs> white girl. Um, okay. <laughs> um, broccoli. Uh, delicious. Yes. Um, macaroni. Oh, God. You're uh, Italian. Come on. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I got one uh, meatballs. <laughs> sausages. Meatballs. I like a man with big sausage and meatballs. Okay, <laughs> stop it there before we get too far. All right. So, anyways, so thanks again for being on our show today. Like I said, if you guys want to figure out more about our lovely guests, pop on our website, bio her links and everything about all the awesome things she does will be on there. So our amazing woman here has the many strengths and talents. Um, and she's actually a pro strong woman. So if anybody here listening today doesn't know what strong woman is, it's still technically called strong man, even though she was changed. She's from Thunder Bay, Ontario. And um, yeah, she's an iron rebel and Popeye's rep. And she's a middleweight competitor who competes as a heavyweight because she's a boss ass bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, I really want to dance right now to that song. And um, okay, so she kicks my ass with motivation because I was really proud of my yoke. Guys, she does a 660 pound yoke walk 
for if you don't fuck around, okay? Those meatballs and spaghetti, they're playing. Those are my superpowers, okay? (laughs) That's my secret weapon. Maybe I should have said that for supplements. (laughs) Superpowers! Um, I want to take a supplement. I'm like, no, sleep and cheat. You know what I mean? Because that's what I do all day. It's like, how do you do it? You're just up in a supplement. (laughs) <laughs> an yeah. empty wallet um so yeah he's also a personal trainer and pilates instructor God. Yeah. which is kind of unique because usually pilates girls they're like the dancing swimming walking type running type white moms from the suburbs that's what i always think of when i think of pilates <laughs> yeah because i'm like the only strong man in my area like it's all like like i said pilates skinny skinny girls know run by my house really fast in the morning and I'm like, wow, my knees hurt just watching you. Yeah. Is something <laughs> chasing you? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need assistance? <laughs> I'll call my work for you, girl. Get in my yeah. bed. You oh, you're. <laughs> oh, you're doing that for fun. Oh. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I did that in shit when I was trying to, you know, trap a hoe. But I trapped my hoe. I don't need to run no more. What the hell are you doing? They still tap that ass. Ah. Men desperate after a certain age. Anyway, we <laughs> so, Okay, so today we're going to talk about her story, and um, so a little sidebar here. So she started training for strongman back in 2015, and um, she used to be like a thicker panda, right? And then she did the exercises, and now is smashing gains and taking names. So um, on that note. What did you have to do to, ch- to change, you know, about, about your sales? You know, what did you do with your mental processes? Because I'm sure there's more than one to transform your body physically to become a pro strongman. Walk us through. Oh, Walk geez. us through 2015 <laughs> and 2020, girl. Because, I mean, you became the Pilates, a personal trainer, right? Instructor. But that, um, it didn't start that way, all right? So let, let's walk us through. How'd you get there? Oh, geez. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, when I was first born, Ooh. just kidding, just kidding. Oh my <laughs> Start God. way back then. Oh, no. Um, so, well, with Pilates, I've been teaching Pilates for going on nine years now, actually. Um, my stepmom owns a Pilates studio and she was running the certification for new trainers and stuff and flew the people up from Toronto. So I was like, sounds fun. I love taking the classes. I might as well. So that's how I started all that. But then um, over, it was over time, it was just I had a lot of, uh, like, I've always been extremely like self conscious and different things like that. Like I was always such a little like, tomboy growing up. And, you know, I hung out with a lot of like, skinny friends that were like the pretty girls and everything and I was always one of the boys and they're all trying to flirt and impress the boys and I was just like hanging out with the boys and one of the boys all the time I was I was like hey can I shoot a BB gun at you you know what I mean yeah like the, they would have the whole the boys would be skateboarding and they would do the oh teach me oh I'm falling on you you have to hold me and then I'd have the skateboard I'd be like nah, I got this no nah, no no don't touch me I'm like down on the ground I'll get up I'm good I got this again um, don't touch me yeah but I was always like yeah punching but boys I, with piggy tails on you know <laughs> But I was always really like, and then grew up like self-conscious. I always kind of fluctuated my weight. I was into sports a lot when I was younger, but then I kind of fell off the track with everything, got into a lot of partying and over partying and changing my life. Pardon? With the skater boy? 
And then I said, see you later, boy. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I got really into like, yeah, I kind of stopped like the physical aspect for partying and stuff. And then my self-esteem was just dwindling and going down. And I was like hard on the way that I looked. I was hard on um, not really having a passion, not really like even after like I was excelled in school and went to university right after, but dropped out within my first year because I was consumed with everything else. It wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. Spent a few years just working full time, not seeing like a life path or a future or anything like that. And I finally got back on track, went to school for child and youth work, graduated, I'm working, but I was still missing that piece. Like Mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't see myself just kind of living that normal basic life like I wanted something more something exciting and um a friend of mine was training with Kyle Rayner who's a pro strongman that lives here locally he also he's a gym owner and now like one of my best friends and Kyle we call him gym dad so he he puts up with all of us for I, I personally, I'm a trainer at his gym and we're all his his children it's great Poor guy <laughs> I made he shaved his head and I tell him that we're the reason that he went bald just saying <laughs> um but he started training her and she had this tremendous weight loss journey and stuff I'm like you know what like I need to do something for myself so as soon as I graduated college and landed um a full-time position uh in my field I just messaged him the day that I got the call. I'm like, you know, I need to start something. I need to do something for myself. I enjoyed being physically active before. I need, yeah. I need this. So I messaged him and he took me on. He had uh, one more spot for a client. And so we started the weight loss thing. And I can still remember because his, my first session was basically, he didn't tell me until the end of it, but it's, I wanted to see how far you're willing to push yourself. It was freaking grueling like I had never squatted an empty bar prior to training with him and we talk about that because my squats now gone up to 405 pounds but at the time I had never squatted an empty bar so it was hilarious um but he did more like the conditioning stuff and he threw me to the wolves and I remember like at one point I went to the bathroom and I'm like I like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. What the hell did I get myself into? But then I was like, you know what? No, like you prepaid for sessions. Like you want to do this, like shut the fuck up and get back out there basically (laughs) and push myself to do it. And every session, like there were some that, and then he, he said, he's like, you didn't quit. You had no quit in you. I'm very impressed by that. This is what I did. You know, next week we're going to, we're going to like start from the basics, but I know that you're committed and you're serious about this. And I just continued doing that. And we did a lot of like weight training elements in the weight loss. Cause everyone always thinks it has to be cardio. It has to be this, it has to be that for weight loss, but it was deadlifting and squatting and big compound movement patterns. And as like, we know the benefits of that now. And instead of thinking, oh, it's going to be a big, bulky, mer, mer, mer. No, it has other benefits. So I, yeah, we started training. And every time I had that setback of like, I can't do this. I'm like, you know, no, like I can, I can, I'm stubborn for one. <laughs> I've committed myself to this. I'm not stopping. And then I started really enjoying like the weight training. I loved when he would say like, that's a new deadlift PR. And I'm like, what, what's that? What does that mean? <laughs> He's like, it's a personal record for you. Yeah, like, well, never you done learn that. like the terms and shit. Yeah. Like when I started training for strongman, I was like, 
what do all these words mean? And then I had to like <laughs> memorize the movements from videos and books and like the names. And I was like, this is a lot of words. <laughs> oh, I was so I was so spoiled by having him as like my PT and my coach that I'd go in and do a workout on my own. I'd be like, Kyle, which bar is the 45 and which one's the 35? Like they don't have anything written That's on the mean, caps. Like, I, I would have to stare <laughs> the shit out of things. I had to memorize where yeah. things were. So when I like yeah. came to the gym, they moved things. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And we had all kilo plates <laughs> too. So I'm like, I'm like, say what? Like I couldn't count the yeah, plates. I like, know. Oh, kilos. Oh, I don't get God. it. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, first gym I went to was same, same thing. Like, cause it was a regular gym. So yeah. then when I went like to like a normal gym, like the lifters and I'd ask them to clarify the weights, they'd be like, like dumbass, like you stupid question. <laughs> I'm like, oh fucking no. Why were you KG dumbass? <laughs> love you it find odd like row kg plate in your gym like what the fuck is this yeah what, what does that mean <laughs> um but yeah like it uh so it started just I started getting so interested in thinking like oh like fuck yeah that's cool and like I was losing the weight and I saw it coming off and we were really successful on that but then I did get so excited when he'd say like we're deadlifting we're overhead pressing I'm gonna teach you how to bench press I'm gonna and I would get so excited to learn these things and then I would eye up the strongman equipment but hadn't really like Thunder Bay is pretty big for like we, we have a pretty big strongman community right now. Um, it dwindled off for a couple of years, but prior to that, like it was huge. Like we had, like, we hosted Ontario's strongest man and like, we would have Thunder Bay's strongest at the Wayland um, bar and grill, which is like my favorite little dive bar in Westport with the best food <laughs> ever. And they would have it outside of there. They'd have like a live band and there'd be like people of all ages, like just such a huge crowd I remember when I went it was like like the sun was shining everyone's having patio drinks there's a band there's strong man strong woman like it was just such a good vibe like I ran yeah. into my uncle and like my dad's friends and then like people I went to high school with like it was such a good vibe and I was like I love this so I started going um my friend and I, the one that had got me into training with Kyle, Sarah, we started going to watch Kyle compete in shows just because we became friends with a lot of the strongman athletes locally and stuff. And we started going to watch the strongman shows. And then Sarah and I thought it was just like the coolest thing ever. I was like enthralled in like how amazing it was. And then we would watch the women compete. And I was like, holy shit, like these women are amazing. Like that's what I want to be. But I had the worst anxiety in the world. Like I'm like, I, I can't get up in front of people like it's not gonna I can't do it <laughs> and uh my friend Sarah That's ended up scary. competing yeah so yeah like crowds are scary um I remember my first comp I was like Kyle can I like do all of my lifts facing the other way so I don't see the crowd he's like yeah wow. I mean he's like you'll have your ass facing everyone the whole time yeah, so, so if you so want them and I'm like oh. when I did Highland Games I did the same thing <laughs> and I was wearing like a pink bodysuit and dance junior yeah. cards because I got size, like size for days and like drumstick legs. So I know that's a lot of size for some people. They, they're not ready for that shit yet. So, uh, but like I had my little skirt rate and uh, yeah, I fucking didn't realize how much ass action people were getting. So like after someone complained, some old granny's like, she's, that's not a lot of booty, you know? And it's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Fuck you, first of all. Second of yeah. all, it's a what do you think is going to happen in the wind when I got a big ass, not a dude, okay? 
So it's yeah. just hair on my hips, okay? God damn it. Yeah. Deal with um, it, lady. Enjoy it. You're welcome you for the show. <laughs> why are you here? Go eat yeah. some tea and crumpets. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So like, yeah. I did the same thing because my anxiety was so like intense. Like I could not look at people yeah. because also my whole life I had like negative voices and like haters in my head from my childhood. So that shit would get into my head. So the biggest yeah. thing for me was just the mental game of being mentally present in the gym when you're training, mentally present, competing and the crowd and all those thoughts that's two things and you can get fucking hurt yeah. you can name yourself right so I did the same thing that was the hardest part about my first strongman competition too was just like like guys that's just staring because yeah. even if they're like not even hate on you they're just fucking looking at you you're like oh god you know yeah like they're out there cheering for you and supporting you and but you're still like ah oh, anxiety so it's like yeah. it, it really captures your belief in yourself right like your real yeah. confidence because anyone can be like hmm Mm, gym selfie mm, you know but because of photoshop i'm so sick and tired of that photoshop i yeah. watch too much TikTok, so it's I love it. um so yes uh so like when you actually have to do it in real life without the photoshop and with you know possible pee on the floor and grunts and yeah. farts and everything i mean shit like you have to be the real real boy you know like the real man yeah. i still remember package I still remember the first time I peed with a deadlift and I, I like, I'm, I'm new to all this stuff. Right. And I, I think it, it was, it wasn't until I pulled, what did I pull that day? Three thirty, maybe the first time I pulled three thirty, And so I was going for a PR and it was a PR. Um, so I start pulling the bar and I started peeing and I was like, Oh my God. So the bar wasn't, it was like at my knees maybe. And I brought it down to the ground and I had my hands over and I was like doubled over going, Oh my God. Oh my God. So Kyle's panicking because he's coaching me and he's like, what did you get hurt? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I, I like almost peed. And he's like, starts yelling. He's like, you never stop a PR because you're peeing. It's my fucking gym. Just let her rip on the floor, pee on the floor. I don't care. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> he's like, so Just sorry pee. for this. You know, everything's to that beat now. Fuck, I watched the video before we had talked today and there was like a girl who like uh, lifted 600 pounds and like the moment she started lifting sumo, she's like, and like the comments because there's everybody watching her against the wall like it wasn't a competition she's training and they're like yes good one right and yeah. some of the comments are like why did no one go underneath her with a bucket like you know the piece going to happen like but the yeah. thing is, it's always like a hot topic but who gives a shit like at the end of the yeah. day like you've got to train it it's not going to happen overnight you can wear a pad but like you know, I mean, it's the same with guys. Sometimes guys fart, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. you fart. Like, it's like uh, you're pushing, sometimes blood comes out of your nose. Like, you're pushing too extreme. It's going to happen. Just get the list down. I yeah. remember the guys telling Kyle, he was like, at least you pee. Most of us shit when we deadlift. I'm like, yeah, right. And then I went to an out-of-town comp, and it was me, him, and three of the other yeah. guys in the gym. And they're all talking about how, like, oh, yeah, we're going to shit on the deadlift. I'm like, hilarious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever, guys. Sure yeah. enough, they all did. I'm like, you guys weren't kidding. They're like, no, we brought extra right, pants for it. Oh my gosh, now I know why um, mother yuckers don't want to do the sexy time after the gym. Because they had a lot of first tries. Maybe that's why they never told me and shit, you know? Because I would go home and shower or shower in the locker. <laughs> I'm like, you're gross because I think locker room showers are nasty. Yeah. I mean, people have clean gyms. But when I, used to, when I started training back in the day, 
uh, some nasty places. A bummer, nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll go home stinky because I also bike. So I'd be like, well, I'm just going to stinky biking. So I would just yeah. bike home. And the moment I get home, just strip and then shower and then the food and then the cuddles with the body pillow. And oh, yes. All of the <laughs> body pillow. Like, I get yeah. cranky if I don't have that in my warm bath because my knees hurt. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, I live in Epsom salt baths. Like working from home has been great because when I have paperwork days, I have one of those like wooden things for my bathtub and I will do an Epsom salt bath and do my paperwork. I'm I'm, I'm getting my work done. Nobody can dictate. I have a wooden thing. I should do that. But you know what? Knowing me, I'd be so comfortable laughing at a TikTok that my laptop would fall into this. I've gotten worried about that too, that I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) it's got to be at the right level. But I mean, like, you know, like for me, I've been every body weight under the sun and I've been at different fitness levels because I've trained for different sports of whatever. And just having kids, like, I'm not going to, I have to be careful because my disabilities, like, it's not a joke, you know, mine's invisible. So people like, you have a disability. Oh, it's like, you know what I mean? So that's why I like to get specific because teach their own, like you have to work within your own Mm -hmm. biomechanics because that's very important. Because a lot of people watch Instagram or like a personal trainer isn't like a specialist in like biomechanics and alternating adaptive movements. And they're like the standard push-up type personal trainers. And it's like, you have to understand that like you need to not make yourself injured and work yeah. within your body. Like I know how to do a lot of different exercises. There's a lot of things I can and will do and want to do and we'll get there. But I know with the current way my body is sitting and where weight is in certain parts of my body that certain movements are kind of stupid. So when I would talk about overcoming challenges, Everybody has different biomechanics, different work schedules, work days. Like, I'm a mom. I can't fucking train and walk 5K, 10K a day and then fucking be in the gym five days a week with, like, four hours of sleep. I'll die. Like, I can't lift yeah. heavy and do that. So, you know, like, you need to know, like, especially for strength sports, you need to have that active recovery. You need to have that, you know, active rest. Um, and and really, like I said, customize it around you. So, you obviously did that to get where you are. I mean, you had coach, you had programs. That's a huge part of success and the environment, the community around. But like something like you talked about how you pivoted to that change. But when you went said, oh, hey, by the way, not only am I now like a personal trainer, applies instructor, I'm going to go compete as a heavyweight. Like that's another Mm-hmm. So we talk about body image with women, right? Because we get so stuck in like, and men too, and let's see this, I see this a lot in the threads, right? It's like, yeah, I can only do this because I'm a lightweight. Like, yeah, sometimes, but not always. Like a lot of the middleweights are coming out and they're fucking smashing heavyweights and I'm going to yeah. piss some people off and I don't care. And I'm not saying that you're a heavyweight because you don't do a lot of cardio, okay? No one get butt hurt. I'm not saying that because that's not true. I'm just saying that because of genetics sometimes and sometimes just training, a lot of middleweights are coming out and whooping some ass, mm-hmm. even in with males, right? And the strongman shit, because they're really focused on the cardio game. So because I just had a baby, I'm not going as heavy with my list and I'm doing a shit ton of cardio, not to lose weight, because I know it's not going to lose the weight, but because I'm like, okay, I can do my endurance, I can do my auxiliary, get that fucking solid, because I have the genetics to gain strength and mass really fast, and then go fucking hard once that's all yeah. balanced, right? On the heavyweights. So, um, you are overcoming the challenge of going to middleweight to heavyweight. Talk to me about that, like why you decide to do that, how you train differently to get you there. Um, and just like, cause this is a process, right? So obviously yeah. every time you reach a certain step or milestone, you had to change something in your, your diet and nutrition. So yeah, walk us through that. Yeah. So it, it was a big change too, because initially, like I had trained for weight loss, like that was my main goal. And then I fell mm-hmm. in love with the sport. I saw a local comp come up. 
And I, there was one that I thought about signing up for that I whipped out of. I did, oh gosh, my light. I did a, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Ooh, I like light. your skin color in that. Ooh. Oh, thank you. I know it's a good hue. It's a good hue. I mean, you're beautiful. <laughs> now you're extra beautiful because you've got that Photoshop. <laughs> it's the lighting it's the lighting <laughs> it's all in the lighting so I did an experiment I called my uncle and I was like hey look at this without my ring light he's like oh shit you should put that back on I'm like you fucker but at least he's honest thanks you know <laughs> thanks yeah. anyways you were saying <laughs> yeah no problem um so like I had trained for the weight loss and weight was a big thing like I was bullied for weight when I was younger I fluctuated a lot I did wrestling in high school and got skinnier then I went Ooh. back up because I was partying too much so weight and weigh-ins and stuff like that for a little while was a really tricky thing for me. So I had competed in middleweight when middleweight topped out at one, what was it? It was 69 kilos, 153, what's 154, something like that. So my body weight after all my weight loss would sit not very far above that. So I was able to water cut and I did fine. Um, and then moving into my second year of competing, my weight cuts by the end of the season were really hard. And a lot of that was I built muscle mass, like I don't have the weight to lose. And that was such a mind fuck for me, really, for lack of a better term, because yeah. then I'm thinking like, well, I did it last year. What does this mean about my body weight? I've always been hard on myself. Why can't yeah. I do this kind of thing? Why am I losing so much energy? And yeah. I did a couple of open shows um, yeah. that year and didn't have to weight cut and felt so much better. See, this and is what I, I'm trying to say. It's like heavyweights and middleweights are so fucking close because it's genetics. It's, it's genetics, yeah. it's muscle mass, it's height. So it shouldn't, you get to certain weight and it shouldn't fucking yeah. matter. And I feel like it should just be open because, yeah. sorry, continue. It's just something I'm really passionate about. It's like, oh no, yeah, I get it. I get it. Because it's the same with boxing, right? Like there's so many guys who like are fucking making themselves sick and doing permanent damage same as bodybuilding because like i know i know every fucking personal training bodybuilder hates the word genetics but it's true though it's like oh, yeah. sometimes you're making yourself way too thin with water cutting and you do that a lot as long-term health consequences like it's no fucking joke i mean it's good yeah. for the mind right in terms of mind training but for the body yeah, not so much right yeah, like especially in our health and longevity yeah. And especially sorry. in our yeah. sport, no, sorry, in our sport, there's so many different ways to get that mental training too, right? Instead of having yeah. to endure that hard <laughs> water cut, we'll endure a hard medley. Like yeah. we decide you know, to do. They're crawling on fucking sand. Like, yeah. Let's gone. pull a truck. Like, Woo. This is like a ring he's for like, he's craving food, but he's like, my flesh ass. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> reaching for a donut and shit. But no, it's the same thing with like, you know, we do strong men, you need a certain amount of carbs and like, yeah. And as a woman versus a man and the way that understanding insulin and understanding um, yeah. your resting metabolism and, and diabetes, you could be skinny thing and diabetes. So it's like very important for people to monitor that stuff and not be so fucking focused on like hitting weight. And I think that's something that strongman needs to change. And I think everybody should compete in open. Like that's what I'm challenging yeah. myself. I'm trying to get down to middleweight, not because I'm like, oh my God, I want to be like, uh, like, uh, like it's because I really... I know I have that potential either way, right? And it's just yeah. a matter how, how serious I want to be, how much effort I want to put in. Both is yeah. effort, both is hard, right? Doing shit ton of cardio, heavy lifting. But for me personally, like, yeah. I want to see what would happen if I went against these middleweights because they're fucking, you guys are kicking ass, man. Like, oh, you're climbing. So flying out. Well, a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, like, 
up and coming is middleweight class for men and women. Yeah. And like, especially like some of my idols, like coming into strong woman were like looking at, um, Kim Dirks, she's a middleweight athlete freaking amazing Leafa angles typically competed yeah. in that area um I believe if I'm not mistaken Allison Lockhart did as well and they are amazing then you look at Melissa Peacock she is mm-hmm. unreal like uh like amazing from day one her strength and yeah <laughs> just, she's she's one of my Canadian idols for sure and like um you see a lot of the strength coming out from those athletes. Like it's about finding that weight that works for you in your biomechanics, like we were talking about, or that weight, like, because being on all over the spectrum with it, I found where my body performs best at certain weight levels. So like when I was cutting down by my, yeah, by my second year, it wasn't a huge weight cut, but it was enough of a weight cut that it wasn't okay. So I finally decided, I'm like, you know what, there was the light heavyweight category, which was, I believe at the time, like 154 to 175. So I'm like, I'm going to compete in light heavyweight next year. And light heavyweight had pro opportunity. And when I started like lightweight and middleweight didn't, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do light heavyweight. I'm going to take my shot at my pro status. Um, This is what I'm going to do. And then prior to the next season starting, they changed the weight classes. So we were more in line with the States and with the Arnold. So now middleweight is 140 to 180. Um, So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm just going to do middleweight. And then again, heavyweight was the only opportunity for a pro status. So prior to the season starting, I had stuff happen in my personal life. Um, Felt like I had to prove myself and I had spent so long being so focused on the weight thing and I was scared to think of competing up because I didn't want to put on the weight for it because Mm -hmm. that's that's my body complex that was my body image issues yeah um but at the beginning of that year too I did uh bioprint analysis of like my hormone analysis stuff and my body weight Mm -hmm. and body fat percentage and I was sitting at 175 but my body fat percentage was the best that it had ever been, the lowest it had been at a healthy rate. I was performing strong. My lifts were all going up. Oh, exactly. This is why, like, yeah. weight division is so fucking problematic. Yeah. Like, I think that they need to cut down, and I don't know, whatever. I yeah. just, yeah. Like, you, because it just, it just, because it, then I worry once again, <clears throat> with, sorry, pro strong women, and going into, um, like them getting to disordered eating, right? Yeah. That's where, because the competition level, right? Where you start to fuck with things. And I'm not yeah. judging. I'm saying when you start yeah. to fuck with stuff on steroids, you have to be careful. You really do. Yeah. And especially if you're not having that, you've followed up with your GP, really not checking your, like everything you just mentioned mm-hmm. there, your blood work, all that. So it's like, you know, it's not, to me personally, it's not worth it, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> to sacrifice your health like for a trophy like I because I personally want I'm kids I want to be around a long time but yeah. um yeah it's like if you if your bio everything comes back good then all that matters but right before I got pregnant with my second son I was sitting at 310 pounds mm-hmm. and and I was a size large okay so I was a size like 12 so that's pretty fucking good but by a BMI is like oh shit oh, you know what I mean <laughs> Right. But my point is, it's like the whole time I was pregnant, they were obsessed. Like they were completely, the doctors were completely trying to prove that I was diabetic or my baby was, and they're not, 
I'm not, yeah. I'm fucking healthy than I was when I was half the size. Yeah. Does that mean, does that mean it limits me? Yes, it does. It limits me in terms of dads. It limits me in terms of cardio and all that stuff. I have to, and that's where it's at for me, right? Like mm-hmm. I have the endurance. I have the, like the cardiovascular strength. I don't lose, you know, I don't pass out. I could run for, like I could move for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's cause that's just like all, all my entire life of being active. Right. But yeah. at the same time, I personally like to do other things in strongman, so I train my body. Some people don't, right? And that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, um, it's so important when you're talking to your coach or personal trainers, be really specific about all the things you want out of your lifestyle in the short term and the long term. Because, yeah. like, you know what I mean? If you want to have kids, you want to have babies. Like, people are saying, when you have babies, it's, you have to be physically fit, okay? I'm sorry, you do. If you want to take your, it's, I know, but people get triggered though, but it's the fucking yeah. truth. If you want to go yeah. to the park, swim with your kid, take them in a raft and raft them, you need upper body strength. If you yeah. want to bike within four hours, you need cardio. You want to rollerblade beside them. You want to push, I'm, I'm sorry, you got to pull away in with your kids in it and all their shit. You need cardio. Exactly. So like you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? And if you don't, you won't be able to do it. So that's, that's just how I look. That's how I kind of program my plan. My stuff and my life is around that, right? Versus yeah. like, you know, superficial shit. At the end of the day, yeah. if someone calls me out on Instagram, I'm like, lick my butt. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah, like, yeah, like I would get so focused on it and stuff. And like, it was it was hard, like, because I put on my winter fluff and stuff and I would beat myself up for it and everything. And I've been able to switch my mindset through strong women to such a positive body image like right now am I sitting somewhere where I really want to be not exactly do I want to kind of shave some things off absolutely but a lot of it is because I can feel my body not operating the way that I want it it, it switched from so much of I don't like the way my body looks to my body does not feel optimal either in my lifting or in my personal life therefore I want to make these changes for my health. And it was such a wake up call when I realized that that's why I'm looking at wanting to change things about my body. Like, cause normally before it was, I would beat myself up for the way that I look. And then I had to start to think like, I wouldn't, I, I don't look at my friends like this. I don't think these negative yeah. things about my friends. Why am I thinking them about me? Why am I getting so caught up on the weight thing? So um, like I grew up self-conscious about having my big Italian thighs. Now I'm like, and my big calves. I'm like, I, there are people in our sport that kill to have big calves. I you love know, my big thighs that my powerful legs, not my, you yeah. know, like I'm starting to celebrate those. Yes, things. And beep, beep. <laughs> I'm all about the whoop, whoop. I love it. Oh my God. I wish we could high school together. But honestly, uh, anyway, so we had to we had to have a quick uh, little interjection here before I go farther in. Just go starting to get deep for a whole getting personal. Jeez. So yeah, people listening up, um, we have uh, an amazing group called Strong Women of Canada. All of our guest speakers now in the future, past and present, they all there. And um, it's really cool is that that portal and uh, Facebook group is for you to ask questions and get specific answers. I know there's other groups, but um, ours is awesome. So yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we will be <laughs> so, the hype girl. I'm the hype girl. <laughs> I need you in my house like every day. But, uh, I'm like sitting there like night trying to work out and like 
all I can think about is sushi and macaroni. And I'm like, oh, I got to fucking lift weights. And then and my bed's like, no, you want to touch me. You want to be with me. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bed. I'm trying to accomplish amazing shit with my life. Don't you under fucking bed. Anyways. Um, and I'll so, be there going, whoop, whoop. I'll make an app. I'll make an app. Yeah. Then you just press the button. All you hear is whoop, whoop. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> well, I'll just call you and hang up just so I can hear it. Put in your voicemail or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'll, I'll just answer. Whoop, whoop. And you'll be like, thank you. <laughs> Click. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It. That's all I needed today. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you needed, girl, when you called. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you guys, um, this, um, what we're doing on the Facebook group is um, I am putting up Strongman DUI equipment. So I'm making equipment all for all you fuckers out of sand, out of metal, out of wood. Okay. And all these experimental things off um, ideas I found on Facebook and Google and beyond. And I'm too, I'm too lazy to do math properly because I have dyscalculia. So it'll either work or not work out. But listen, if I can make shit with this brain, you can make shit, okay? So there's going to be those tutorials and I'm going to post them on the UE2E, okay? So you can find our channel on TikTok, on a Facebook um, by looking up Panastrong Podcast, okay? That's it. And also... Every month we do uh, monthly fitness challenges that are kind of me and the guest speakers. We talk about it. They do like the hard or I do the easy or vice versa. And we want you guys to do those challenges because I want to give you free shit. All right. Like supplements and gear and motherfucking money. Okay. Right now I have a $50 Visa card up the brand. And all you have to do is like record yourself doing it. Take us in it. If you don't want to do the TikTok because you own shit and you're scared of China. I don't know why. TikTok's the shit. Anyways. On TikTok, on the Instagram, whatever, okay? Just tag Panda Strong, bad cast. And if you want to train like a badass panda like us, all you have to do is follow our Spotify list. I got two. I got one that's trained Panda Strong strength and trained Panda Strong cardio for the cardio games. And I am doing a virtual walk challenge to raise money and awareness about bullying, to prevent bullying to kids and kids with disabilities. So if you want to join my team, Panda strong. It's all on the face. Now, I want specifics, girl. Now, what did you do? What did you change in your diet, your lifestyle, in your exercises to get there? Now, I know you incorporated the Pilates, but obviously there was different, like, not just that you weren't exercising until you are, but like nutrition. What are yeah. just the, the smaller things, like daily habits, not the big, like, we all know everyone eats the chicken breast, okay? So, type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was a lot. Like, it was such a huge shift, especially going on to a meal plan when you were in an Italian family and you have family dinners <laughs> once a week. My poor Nona and my Nono trying to understand <laughs> that I could not have the pasta. Um, so, we, there were some major, major changes, like, in terms of the training aspect, but even in my daily life, like, with my meals, like, at, in the main part of my weight loss, we cut out carbs. Um, and and for the first 14 days was, um, it was close to keto sort of, but a little bit different. And there was a certain amount of fats that I could have protein veggies and just kind of stuck with that kind of stuff out, took all of like all the carbs out for the first little bit for first 14 days, absolutely nothing. I wanted to die by day seven. It was horrible. I'm a bread fiend. I love beer. It was horrible. And then, but that was the other piece too, was reducing my drinking, reducing my partying, taking those unnecessarily calories out, not saying that I didn't, but I would sneak out my, my Coors Light here and there and try to hide from my coach. If Coors we Light? Get together. 
I feel like you, the way that you talk sometimes in your face, like I feel like you could be one of those gypsy sisters. Like, especially like reference partying and being Italian. Like, I just like, I envision you all fucking bling down the club with your little like short dress, cocktail dress, a super tight in your high fucking heels, like barely move. And you're like, yeah, this is my jam. Yes. This is my song. I oh gosh, I was always that. I couldn't do the short skirts and dresses first of all. I'd probably have my the JJ out at some point if I was drunk enough. This unfortunately, not on purpose, just because I'm very flash. like <laughs> I'm very like all over the place and woo and yeah, jumping I'm around very, and it would happen. <laughs> I'm very thankful that back in the day people did not have smartphones with good camera quality because <laughs> some of the shit I did in my twenties, like. I started going to the clubs. I always looked older because I had big dits and big ass and big thighs, right? They worked for me yeah. when I was 15. So I was going to club 15. So by the time I turned 21, I was like, oh, like I was really bored with it. I was yeah. like, I want to make business. I want to make money. But anyway, yeah. I used to wear like the shortest ass skirts that barely covered my butt. I remember I'd walk around and be like, is this covering my bum? And um, <laughs> there was so much ass. And um, yes. So anyways, I flashed the neighborhood and uh, I was very proud of my flashy days. Now... <laughs> I'm like, girl, you dress like a little hooker, you know? Like, shit. Now I get a little bit of calf out, and all the old ladies in my neighborhood, like, are like, who? That calf, girl, put that calf away. I'm like, you like it? You want to see it? Want to take pictures? Want to measure it? You know? Now you walking in like the big bitch, you know? Stephanie, yeah. you know? It's weird to say my own name to about, you know, someone else. <laughs> Yeah, building that, that like body confidence stuff that now I'll do like the skirts and everything like that. I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I'm good now. Um, but oh gosh, now I'm trying to remember. Flat what ass, oh, flat oh, ass the changes. Hmm? Right, changes. The changes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the changes, I made a lot of uh, like it was the meal thing was the huge piece for me and stuff too. And then we started incorporating in the supplements as we needed uh, later on down the road. Like if we hit a plateau. We started changing things here and there, taking supplements out, putting them back in, um, and then started slowly, I would have my cheat meal um, every, once a week. So it was every, yeah, it was every seven to 10 days I would have a cheat meal and oh gosh, it was great. Half the time I would save that and be like, "Mm, I know I'm going to Nona's house on this day and that pasta is calling my name. So (laughs) that's where I'm going. Or, and it was like, if I knew what I wanted for my cheat meal and like, I would have get togethers with like my mom and my aunts and them. And they would say, Hey, we're having this tonight. If I'm like, I have to bring my own food. I have had my heart set on pizza for the last week. Um, If I don't eat pizza, I'm going to be grumpy pants. So you guys enjoy your other food. I'm eating pizza. Um, Smash smash people with chairs and like meatballs at them and smash plates. I I always have meatballs in a fanny pack just so I can whip them at people. (laughs) Oh my God. Where's that from? Like Napoleon Dynamite when he's got like tater tots or something. Oh, oh, the wedding singer when Adam singles that old lady and she's like, she pays him in meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> My heart, I love that movie. <laughs> I know, me too. Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> Do you really want to super cry? Oh my god. Um, so good. So, yeah, 
so I did a lot of like the meal changes and then, <laughs> sorry, I did all the meal changes and then walking too, like making sure I'm getting steps in. And I started hiking even like, I would always do like little hikes. I love being outdoors. I'm in Northwestern Ontario. What else do you do? So I started going on big hikes and like, we hiked the sleeping giant, like me and one of my friends. So I go on 28 K hikes and different things like that. And it was just the full lifestyle change and having the drive and the motivation and building my confidence and away I went <laughs> I'm thinking of something so funny but if I talk about it I'm getting in trouble so I'm just gonna keep it to myself <laughs> we're off camera you know it's for the bloopers later but uh <laughs> yeah I mean it's those little increments right like you know having this baby and a c-section fucking hurt man and like just walking my son to school which is a 2k like round trip like was, it was so fucking hard. I couldn't even do it every day. And I cry and my husband would have to take him to school because I just couldn't do it. And so to do a 13K the other day, was like, fuck me. You know what I mean? Like in six months. And it's just those, it's a little bit extra every day, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you're a completely new human. And people really underestimate uh, like the little things. They just want to make like extreme changes right away. And you don't, especially, and I like, once again, if you're heavy, if you're heavyweight or, you're older like your master's athlete like take your time like mm -hmm. the thing is is like the sport's gonna be here if you keep training you'll have your your glory moment right and so you don't you don't have to try to be the biggest but for the strongest like that's that's not the sport do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. it's there's no age cap right so it's like yeah. get there when you get there just like try to get there you know and there's no loss right because I mean nothing but positive comes from strength training nothing for positive yeah. like as long as you're not injuring yourself all the time oh god that's, you, it's that's where i'm at right now but you know we're put we're trucking on through <laughs> i'm the queen of like spraining my ankle when i'm pushing the stroller because i'm trying to push the stroller and like look around and then like there's like i'll trip over like a rock or like gravel and i'm like oh no i'm like what a yeah. duck and I just keep walking and I'm like oh my foot hurts you know I do that all the time and sometimes I almost wipe out but anyways like I got the stroller to catch me and sometimes I'm like it's usually when you see a hot guy and you're like trying to walk all cute and then you're like oh shit a tree <laughs> story of my life I have no game <laughs> yes I have I don't like and that guy's like uh it's like he's like how you doing and you know even when I was really skinny and hot and shit and I'd be like I'd be like the squirrels you know like <laughs> and they're like hey and i'm like are we bros or we wanting to sleep together can you clarify because yeah. i don't i don't i, don't I can't know. read i don't know what's happening <laughs> i can't read this situation <laughs> i can when i'm not in it like and for everybody else yeah. it's like oh yeah because like you my friends are always dudes as a kid like i don't it's just like i i have such masculine energy that when i'm around like equally mm. masculine energy i go to the extreme where i'm just like ha blah, blah, like a 12 year old girl with a crush like i can't, yeah. I can't speak human you know he's gotta yeah. be slightly ugly that's the only way he can be functional you know um <laughs> <laughs> curb that <laughs> a little bit ugly, yeah <laughs> you're too sexy it will never work um, yeah <laughs> i need to be able to yell at you sometimes otherwise you'll yeah. be accountable, so um <laughs> Oh my God, I already feminists already attacking me. I can feel it coming. So, um, <laughs> shit. It was all good. I had a good podcast going. Anyways, so what are uh, the movements you do to train for a strong man to build progressive, consistent strength? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> I'm trying to think of specific ones because I always find that... Uh... 
like this is just in training in general or are we still talking pilates or i'm talking about everything that you do that makes you the fabulous badass bitch that you are girl <laughs> yoke runs i love yoke runs <laughs> sorry yoke is my favorite so i credit everything to that i did pick up 700 pounds and walk at eight feet once so wait, wait. um oh my gosh um <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to think i'm trying to think like of specific ones like I think it just like working on the basic movements um you know especially for strong men working my squat my deadlift and my overhead and whatever accessory that I need to do at the time based on where my body's at like I know I've had issues where if we notice my back surrounding my deadlift because that's one of my my deadlift is my Achilles tendon a lot like I, I I've been stuck at a 445 deadlift for a little bit right now. And I have hip issues that are impacting that, but just taking a look, okay, where is my form breaking? And then that is the exercise that I will focus on to fix it. Um, doing a lot of, uh, a lot of good mornings and heavy good mornings to kind of fix my squat to translate into my deadlift front squats, um, lunging, any type of lunging tends to just seems to work out so well and getting that unilateral work. That's a big thing that I notice specifically for my body and it benefits everyone, but the, Don't the unilateral like work. A robot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing. like, I always, because I used to teach cheer and cheerleading gymnastics, I'm always thinking about like, you have your strong, you know, exterior compound movements because you have your inners. Right. So it's yeah. like, you don't want to always just be like tricep bar, right? Or like it's always it's it's just so robotic and boxed, right? Like you have yeah. to you have to flow. flow. You got to change. You got to move into the different the different planes of movement because if we just stick so forward and back side to side, especially in a sport like strongman, right. like that, you're not always going to be moving like that. Like yes, you want the safe movement patterns, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. want to be strong in those positions. You want to try to execute the t- technique appropriately but there are some situations in a certain event that something could suddenly happen and you're not in that normal frame of movement and you need to be able to adapt in that moment and be ensured that your body has the strength to do what it needs to do like if you're deadlifting and you have to hitch it you have a high chance at kind of throwing out your low back if you're not strong in that area while you're hitching yeah. right if you know what I mean yeah. No, I don't um, yeah yeah or like when you're doing a circus dumbbell press you're lean to the side right and getting your body under it that's not a normal plane of movement that you're working in where you're pressing up you're leaned over there could be twisting and stuff so you want to work a lot of those deep stabilizers and when I kind of get into the Pilates and um, the core strength and the unilateral work and the dumbbell work and almost like a hypertrophy style training. That's what I'm trying to, to say is like when I, so when I first started with strongman, I went back to what I'm doing now, same thing. It took mm-hmm. me four years to get ready because I was pretty maimed from my first baby too. So because I was paralyzed from that baby, I fucking literally had to rebuild my body from the ground up. And I literally started with just basic stretches and uh, like, you know, movement with a two pound weight over my head. I'm not even shooting you with dumbbells. And then, you know, I can't remember, up to, like it would take too much time to explain the timelines perfectly, but you know, then like nine months later, then I started moving with resistance bands, you know? And then yeah. whatever months later, three, six, whatever it was, and it was dumbbells. And then it was like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna start um, doing um, compound lifts, but with machines, right? So it's assisted, it's mm-hmm. safe. And then it went yeah. back to, okay, well, I'm gonna work with, uh, that kind of weight, but with like um, 
pull cables, right? And then I started to touch barbells and then I started to um, heavyweight, uh, before I did heavyweights barbells, so I was like, okay, I'll do a bit of barbell, but I'm gonna still do a bit of the, the like you slowly transition out. I still did the compound lifts and the system machines. I moved into uh, sandbag and kettlebell movements. And then I moved it into more, um, after I got the swing, those hinges, right? Then I was like, okay, I'll start lifting heavier weights. And I still did a bit of uh, um, like uh, like dumbbell stuff, but not much. Then it was completely off of that. And it was strict like compound and then just auxiliary assistant lifts, which you don't have a lot of time for. Um, and then still made a bit of cardio. And that's, and then it turned into, okay, just focus on the strongman, like the compound lift, a bit of auxiliary and focus now on the endurance aspect of strongman and those events. So that's, and that was a progressive of four years. Just like yeah. when you start 2015. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, I really feel if people focus, like new people listening in, focus on doing all of those things. Learn what bodybuilders know, yeah. learn what powerlifter know. Like you need to learn those sciences, take your time. And I'm not saying don't compete with it at time. I'm just saying like, don't be trying to, who cares if like, you would, there's no such thing as the sailing or losing a strongman yeah. because all of this is like better technique and learn experience when you do compete. And uh, yeah. so anyways, yeah, I mean, don't yeah don't neglect those um yeah. say no and I was gonna say yeah and it, it's just so important for them to understand as well that and it's something that I teach my clients quite a bit and like my coach like when Kyle was coaching me and now Emily Morin's my coach and Antoine and with the beast club love it whoop, whoop. um <laughs> and they're very similar <laughs> similar to in <laughs> yes, we do that progressive building up, like starting here and then building there and understanding that throughout the year, you're training in so many different phases, you're going to have your, and not, not even just off season and on season, but depending on the comps you have, depending on how much time between shows you have, you're going to be competing in different phases. So there are going to be times that I'm ramping up to heavy lifts and then I'm going to come back down and work at 50% and then 55% and then 60 and just focus on the mechanics and the heavy auxiliary work and all of my accessory. Um, even in my program, like even if I'm ramping up to something heavy, we still have such a mix of my compound lifts and then making sure there's unilateral stuff, making sure that I even still have band work in there, resistance band work, just to keep working those stabilizers. We have core stuff in there. So you're gradually progressing, but you're not fully, I think for, for health and safety for an athlete, you don't always want to move away from those beginning stages stabilizer workouts and stuff and some people find it as like oh it's on my program but I didn't really do it like I no, just did my compounds and that's it but you, yeah that's going to be the maker literal make or break of your body well okay but the thing is is like people need to understand because they see Instagram and they freaking mix all these things up okay power lifters are not Olympic lifters they do not do all those complex movements sometimes mm -hmm. they do some do train in the gym okay I'm not saying they don't but I'm saying like and I'm not talking the crazy, crazy, but I'm just saying like, you know, Olympic lifters do a lot more movements, complex movements with heavy weights, uh, like, you know, um, a CrossFitter. But the biggest thing with strongman, like you said, is that endurance, cardio endurance, and then hypertrophy. Yeah. Like yeah. people don't understand that. It's like you, if you are, you max the shit out of your CNX system sometimes with the order of events, right? Like yeah. if you're doing car deadlift and then you're pulling the fuckers fucking truck and then you're doing like farmer's carry to sound bait carry and you're doing this all like one after the other, like you've got to get that weight up fast and you've got to go and it may not yeah. be aligned on your body in the best way and you're just trying not to drop it. So 
you have to be able to push your it's not just even a mind game a cardio game it's like you literally have to like be that's why you know i remember when i first started training for strong men i was like why the hell is my program have like 20 reps what the fuck is this i was like this is not like you know this and is the thing cardio is, lifting <laughs> so i was like oh i start when i push my ones all the time yeah. and it's like it's like what's it always again never compromise techniques you get to certain strengths and you're like hey well if i'm not progressing in strength then i need to go back to hypertrophy right i need to go back to like endurance in my muscles and endurance in the cardio and guaranteed then all of a sudden when you go back and hit that weight you'll get you'll get a gain if you don't then yeah. you still need to go back go back and do more like you know what yeah. i mean and then you'll get there and Sometimes it's just movement and breathing and bracing for sure. But um, <clears throat> but when you yeah. dial back and take those deload weeks and those moments yeah. to break down technique and form and do the 20 reps and do this at lighter weights, then you start to realize, okay, this is my opportunity to fix the bracing issues, to fix the technique. Because it's, it's really hard to introduce and implement and fix a new technique if you're pushing yourself to maxing out on you know threes or doubles or singles all the time without taking that time to step back build the movement pattern, build your body's reactivity capacity. That was a big thing that I had to do because I've had a lot of things that we've worked on fixing. Like I was highly criticized a lot for my backgrounding on my deadlifts, but I've never had a back injury related to my deadlift. <laughs> yes, there's the pain and there's the soreness and all that kind of stuff. And it's obviously something that I didn't want to do, but in a comp with strong man, like, or a strong woman, you need to do what you got to do to get that lift up. You need to do what you got to do in that moment. If you're, it's the make or break of where you're going to place. If you know that it's not going to affect your placing, you can dial back a little bit. But if you know that you're gunning for that podium spot, you're gunning for that pro status, you're gunning for whatever. If I have to round my back on a deadlift, I'm going to round my back on a deadlift. But well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's yeah, like when I train, powerlifting, like that's what people yeah. understand. Like, the I'm not going to get a no lift, right? Like, yeah, unless exactly. I don't lock it out. Well, exactly. And the thing is, just like, um, what was I going to say about, oh, yeah, I just think of cats every time someone says bend back. But so like, the thing was, is I was always training regular deadlift. My husband's six, seven. I'm like, wait, no, is he six, nine? One of those two. I don't know. My brain's there. But anyway, <laughs> um, and so but we have the exact same torso length and I'm five, nine. So that's, yeah. that's quite significant, right? Yeah. So I have a long torso. So because my tits were literally over my knees. So yeah. I could not get, it was almost near impossible for me to get into a proper technical position. Yeah. My big tits and ass, my belly from the babies. Um, but just because of my torso length, 1000% in a regular deadlift. So soon I started fucking sumoing. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden technical clean lift, boom. And it's because yeah. I have real, I have long fucking arms and long legs, but my torso is like ridiculously long. And so yeah. I have to squat. I have to literally bend into myself and put my ass almost not even flat down, but like into it, like in towards my knees because of my torso yeah. length. And then it's like, that's not, so I'm not able to engage like toe oh, out right yeah. in the flow. So I was like, okay, hey, if I sumo, then I'm, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, so it's like, yeah, yeah it's good to have someone look at your body and, and figure what the hell is going on instead of just like yeah. banging your head against the wall. And so on that subject, um, you know, looking back at the past six years of your weightlifting, um, your weight loss, your strongman journey, and your obviously your journey as a personal trainer, and you know, taught a lot of clients. We've got your strong fit program, which uh, we'll put the information for us. So you guys can get in touch with her, especially if in the area. Highly recommend her. She's an amazing human. 
She's an amazing athlete and teacher, and I love her so much. Um, so we'll put that on the screen. You're asking. Um, so what would you do differently now, looking back, now that you got this experience? Like, for someone who's in your position, maybe like a heavyweight girl, like, you know, you and me starting out with, uh, with no experience. And especially, let's just yeah. say she doesn't have the money or doesn't have, she's an area where there's not a lot of strongman supports and maybe virtual isn't for her. And she's trying to, you know, hammer, hammer this out on her own. You know, what would, what would you do differently? You know, pro tips. <sighs> well, and I think like if I were to go back in the exact same position, I was where I started, despite any kind of struggles or setback or mental barriers or physical barriers that I faced, I don't think there's much that I would change for my own personal journey because it got me to where I am, right? Everything happens for a reason. There's always cause and effect. Yes, there were some like horrific, you know, personal and mental health things that happen, especially like 2019 to 2020. Everything that happened made me grow, made me stronger, made me work on areas that I needed to work on for a really long time, like my anxiety, like my mental health, like my body image issues. Um, when it comes to if I were giving advice to somebody who's in that situation with like the, the limited resources of people around that they can train with, the online thing doesn't work for them. One of the biggest things that I like looking, I, I love the fact that we have social media now. I love that we have that because I'm constantly studying other athletes and not in a way of like jealousy and oh fuck why can't I be like that or anything like that it's they <laughs> execute that really yeah they they are doing incredible she's executing that so well oh that's yeah. interesting the technique that this person uses or like um for cleans and stuff like I'm looking at Olympic lifters and the way that they do things for fixing my backgrounding on my deadlift oh, which yeah. is like yeah, such a huge thing that like even though I'd round my back in a comp in training, my coach would break it down with me and my coaches now break it down with me. And we did so much to fix it and it has been significantly improved. But the other piece of it is looking at other athletes that have similar body mechanics to me or ones that maybe, you know, that's a different technique that I haven't seen in the way they're setting up their hips or in their foot placement. Maybe I can try that and take that on my lightweight work days to see if it works for my body. So utilizing all of the information that's out there and the resources, and even there's some people like reaching out for those tips and tricks and stuff like that. Cause that's, that's the other thing that I love so much about the community that we have and the other, especially the other strong women out there, because we're trying to pump each yeah. other up in a male dominated yeah. sport that. Yeah we're all a message away. And I've had so many conversations with other women and that will give me advice and like, Hey, I was struggling with this. This is something I tried. Oh, I had a similar injury. This was my rehab. Um, so really like utilizing those resources, don't be afraid to reach out to other women, other mm -hmm. men in the sport. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Like, you know, don't be afraid to, go into a comp and feel like you don't know what you're doing because you'll you'll go to a comp and like I've lent my belt to people at shows other people have let me borrow their tacky yeah, like, stuff like that. yeah I know yeah. it's amazing like the love and honestly like yeah you know what there's gonna be that dick because that exists everyone in life but it's yeah. pretty like not it's not a common thing and also like it's not a critical environment in a negative way like it's good to support each other. Like when yeah. I watch, like just, I do the same thing to you. Like I study, that's how I taught myself to you. 
And um, when I see girls who are struggling, I can just, I also because I'm a dancer, right? Because I've taught so many different physical sciences. Like I can look at someone and see, I'm like, oh, you're, I I can tell, especially from like, I used to teach ballet too. From the background, I see what muscles are like engaging at first. And I'm like, oh, you need to, you need to use your, your knee more or less knee or whatever. It's those little fine tuning. I feel like we just need to make them more socially acceptable. Like we've made it socially accessible to call each other out. We should make it just as, like instead of cancel culture right like promote embrace like shout out culture like all the time right because yeah like especially for women because we don't know that if we're being noticed we do not especially as moms right there's so many mom athletes doing this like we got so much on our plate and sometimes you know some of us are not in the best marriages or best relationships or we don't have good family or friends that support us you know sometimes when you because when you when you do strong and any strength sports right basically changes your whole life for the good forever so then you have to get rid of all the toxic people and the toxic yeah. things about your life. And you shouldn't be ashamed about that. You shouldn't feel guilty, right? Like, it's like, just keep, like you said, reach out, surround yourself with positive yeah. people. And there's no stupid question. And if you fucking post a question and some jackass, like, comment something stupid, like, tell them they're stupid. And then, like, walk yeah. them. Like, I'm, I do. I'm like, wow, bro. Like, really? Yeah. You want an award for that? Wow. Yeah. Only so women lined up for you right now. But yeah. You know, like, who cares? Like, I really don't, like, I don't care. Like, honestly, like I care enough that I want to like meet people like you. I want to help women. And I like, that's why I'm doing this podcast. But like, at the end of the day, like it's your journey, right? Like only, you mm-hmm. know what your challenges are, but like, exactly. um, you're not an Island. <laughs> you know, no. You're not an island, but you come to our party island, though, man. Like, you exactly. Gotta- I was going to say, we got a party island and we're all <laughs> allowed on it. Good to go. Guys, Ten we're going supporting. <laughs> I don't see some whoop whoops and beep beeps on my social media today, you guys. Be mad. I want to see cars. Right. Cars everywhere. Right. But actually, and if you have a nice sports car, you should find it while I live and DM me. We should go for a ride. What I like to do is try to fit my fat ass into little fucking uh, sports cars. Like, I can never date a white dude who's, like, super skinny and has a nice fucking muscular, like, or whatever, nice car, because I'd be like, I can't be a squeeze, you know what I mean? <laughs> I need mean, little trucks. <laughs> I'm squeezed. I know. I drive a little Jetta. Like, I have a Volkswagen oh Jetta. God. And, yeah, my ex was, like, six, four, <laughs> like, 300-something pounds. Or, oh, yeah, trying to drive in that thing. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> It works for me. I'm five four and I'm little. <laughs> oh, look like Eddie Hall or the Pillsbury Doughboy. His head's just like stuck at the top. He's just squeezed in. Like anybody <laughs> driving behind you is always laughing because there's just like this Teletubby, you know, grizzly bear in the front seeing this little tiny girl beside, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it. I want to draw and post on this video. Oh, I might Barbara. sell them in the merch store, you guys, the same. So anyways, uh, <laughs> one final question before we go gorgeous mm-hmm. stephanie um what would you recommend in terms of diet and exercise steps for middleweight women trying to be the heavyweight women wanting to train for the strong man strength sports like if you're trying to compete open or switch weight classes you know i'm trying to say girl yeah so i think um it, it gets tricky too because then again it comes down to 
different body types not being able to necessarily fit into the box. But one of the benefits that I know I had was just main to really trying to maintain um, that endurance, that conditioning aspect. And like you said, that's why we see some of the, the middleweight women come out swinging because they're not only working on their strength, but they have, they're working on that endurance. And there are a lot of like the heavyweight women that are doing the same. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I learned that because I think the thing that scared me before was that I didn't want to, because of my body image stuff, put on the weight to go into that weight category. Um, so I stuck around as a middleweight and competed up and I, I'm just like, I just, I just learned where my body feels optimal when I compete because then I did go the other way that I went up a little bit. Cause then I started thinking like the body image issue isn't a problem for any, me anymore. So if I gain the weight, I gain the weight, but because of my body type, when I put the weight on, I was more sluggish in my movement events because it just, because the way that the weight sits on my body, right. Whereas somebody yeah. else could be so quick and still have that endurance. Whereas personally for me, my body was more, is more fit in the middleweight category. So then I was like, okay, now I need to like keep up with the eating, make, make sure that I started working with Anthony <laughs> deal for nutrition coaching and reintroducing healthy carbs in at certain times and understanding, um, how to balance my macros and everything. So that's a process that has been fantastic and giving me the energy. Um, I think the other biggest piece though, that like the big game changer is more the mindset because I continue to train with intensity. I envisioned those, like I I would train to the numbers. I knew I was strong enough to do it. I knew I'd put up the weight before I looked at the listings of weights at shows. And I'm like, I've done all those heavyweight things. Like there's nothing in there that I'm necessarily going to zero until I look at the OSG events because I'm there as a heavyweight. And yeah, it's scary (laughs) for me. There's a 235 log for reps. I've done a 200 pound log. Yeah. There's a 235 log for reps, but like I in heaven looking at the lineup of athletes, because I I'll be sharing the competition floor with Donna Moore and Andrea Thompson and like, yeah, my life away because these women are incredible. So even if I come in last place, the fact that I was on the competition floor with these women, like I can die happy. Um, yes. Sorry, continue. Yeah. No. Um, so then I think the biggest thing about it is the mindset, is the mentality yeah. around it in reminding myself, like, I can do this. No, I'm going to push myself to do it. My body feels good this way. Yes, I'm at a lighter weight, but I'm going to make sure that I keep being quick on my feet. Um, I'm going to work on, okay, like I look at a comp, like when I looked at nationals, circus dumbbell was... I, I don't like, I've done a 123 circus dumbbell once, but I've zeroed circus dumbbell in countless of shows. My first nationals, I zeroed an 80 oh, circus dumbbell. A lot of this sounds so fucking heavy to me because I just had a baby, but I want to add to a couple things you said. So when you talk about like, like, um, like thinking the weight's so heavy, you're like, fuck, I did this before. So, so I have this ritual and I would say like every lifter has rituals. Okay. So mm-hmm. like I drink out of my strongman cup, right? Like you guys saw, like I show you right here. I do that on the day that I do the lifts, right? I have my special cup. I don't have special socks because that's gross and shit. Um, But I wash them though, okay? Anyways, you have rituals, right? And it's like, 
one of my biggest rituals is is they don't think about the fucking weight and the fact that i'm bad at math is like my actual best quality because i have no idea how fucking strong i am when i look at my log book it makes no fucking sense and that's because i i'm tired when i'm listening my brain's like mm, me, i'm just a meat head so i have no fucking clue and that actually works for my advantage because then i may be weaker than i actually think i am and i go to the comp and i push on my one rep so it's like don't get too obsessed with like 5 10 15 pounds a lot of that has to do with like your how you're feeling on a day. Your you know when you're two weeks out, how you're competing, getting ready, yeah. and your what you ate that day, how much you slept mm-hmm. and shit. What's what's just in your body, what's in your mind, and it's like what I've always found is when I'm angry, I do better. So my kid's not allowed around because I go into estrogen and mommy mode, and I'm like ah, who's the poo, squishy, and then I can't with shit. So I like intensely yeah. fight with my husband the day before because I'm an asshole. If I'm divorced, y'all know why. Um, anyway, so I have my little rituals, right? So it's like, this is the biggest thing. People always think it's, it's like the weight that you've got to mess. So you got to mess your fucking head, yeah. everything here, everything that tells you that you suck and that you can't do it. You need to just, you yeah. need to shut that up. And I also watch funny shit before I work out. Cause it puts me in a good mood and yeah. happy music. Right. So it's like, and something about ass and twerking because I like to be sick and fit, you know what I mean? So it's better, but it's mind training, right? It's getting your head oh, in yeah. the game, right? It's so cheesy because I think football, like, coaches, like, get your head in the game, son. You know, like, it's so true, though. Like, that's like the biggest thing, like getting control of my mentality because even like my best comp season so far, obviously, because last year was rough and we didn't have a lot of comps, but was able to go yeah. to nationals and, you know, conquer my fear of the circus dumbbell where I was zeroing 80 pounds at my first nationals. I did six reps at 105 pounds and it was like unheard of for me. I was like, I could die happy after that. Um, but it's about, uh, like in 2019 was probably my best comp season. Like that's when I, as an amateur competed, I I, I earned invites. That was the first year I decided that initially I was going to do like the middleweight up to 180. And then I like, went through life events and all that kind of stuff, bad breakup, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and was sorting out my mental health and finally like seeking counseling for my anxiety, taking medication for my anxiety, different things like that. And I decided I'm like, you know what, screw it. I need to do this for me. I'm competing as a heavyweight. I can do all those weights. I want to push myself. I love this sport more than anything. I want to be a pro. So I'm going to do it. So I pushed myself and my coach noticed that, what I trained angry, I would do well. But yes. if I was angry at myself and if I was that's angry, shit, right? that's when I would do horrible. But if I was angry about <laughs> things setting me off, so like people that I that had issues with at the time would set me off like just before a session, guaranteed I'm going to hit a PR at that session. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't totally. want to live angry all the time because like outside of lifting, I'm like, I'm over this. But <laughs> at the uh, same walking time, pace on my Fitbit when I'm mad. But anyways, like, you should see me clean a motherfucker. My house, the three stories. Oh my god. Anyways, well, I yeah. I get pissed off. I don't like picking up other people's shit off my floor, okay? Because yeah. I don't fuck. I'm big. I'm trying not to walk into things sideways, okay? I can't be looking at the floor at the same time. So like, yeah. the, like my husband leaves shit. Like I swear he must know by now. He must leave shit in the floor on purpose. Cause like I'll fucking trip on shit and then I get all fucking <laughs> mad and then I clean for three hours and go to the gym. I'm like motherfucker. Anyway, I know so, my coach at the time would say keywords that he knew would make me mad. I'm like, yeah, triggers. Like, well, did you catch that I said that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's military, right? So for 100% mind, uh, mind control training. Huh? But anyways, uh, what the hell was I gonna say? So, um, uh, anyways, it's gone. 
you know, but yeah. uh, the basic thing and premise of this is, is like when I did my 13K, I wasn't fucking like, oh, I got six or three more. I would just set a reasonable goal and yeah. on my Fitbit and I just keep walking until my son woke up or until I was like, my life will fall off, which whatever comes first. And then it's, you know what I mean? Also, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And today I did 12 and I'm like, oh shit. And so nice. I did that in half a ton. Yes. So I did, uh, I don't know, I have to look at it again. But anyways, my point is, it's like, just like the eating healthy. So when you talk about anxiety, right? A lot of that's due to like zinc and potassium and magnesium shortages in your system. It's not our food supply. That's fact science. So it's important to supplement certain key mm-hmm. nutrients like vitamin K. So if you're not, if you're not balanced in that, you could, you know, you're more prone to have high anxiety and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's yeah. always nutritionally correct. I'm a triggered. But so it's like, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, you have to, you have to focus on nutrition, not because you're trying to be some, because you have skinny or whatever, unless you're weight county or pro whatever. My point is just like self-love, self-love. Yeah. yeah. If you look into these things, take care of these things, because if you don't, and you are wanting to go pro or take these sports seriously, you won't get there unless you do. So at the end of the day, use Instagram, social media as a positive influence and a mm-hmm. teaching tool. And don't fucking self-hate because it's not going to do anything. Don't judge yourself if you don't get games for two weeks. It's all good. It's all good. Like, I was I was choked. I wasn't planning the second baby. Okay, I was doing the deadlift. The baby never popped out, man. Shit. You know? <laughs> I was like, why am I so barfy? It's been like a month. And I was like, oh, crap. Anyway, oh. so I was training for nationals. And then I was like, I'm pregnant? I was so fucking sad because I like all these plans. But it was the best thing ever because, once again, I have this podcast. I've like, I'm like working on my body a different way. I'm learning being a different body again after C-section. So all it is is it's going to make me a better trainer. It's gonna, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's positives, right? So it's like your yeah. biggest, that's your biggest comeback. We need to stop pretending we're perfect women. We need to stop being like worrying that something bad's going to happen. Or if it does being like, Oh shit, the sky's falling. You know, like just like work with it, work around it, use it as something yeah. to just be like a part of your underdog story. And a big thing is documentation, right? Document your shit in a positive way. Not just like, Oh, 4,000 cat. I don't do that. I know enough about how much energy some type of food is or how it's going to feel in my body or whatever, whatever, that I don't sit there and like focus on it. Obviously if I'm weight cutting a competition, that's another story. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, just feel you just feel whatever makes you feel awesome and a badass bitch, because that's, what's going to make you go to wife. If you want to be wife or a wife or a mom or whatever, or a career woman, business woman, whatever, or whatever, just or yeah. whatever. Like if you want to be happy in life, you need to take care of you. And that's what, to me, that's what this is all about. Strong man. He cannot, not take care of you be successful. So it, for me, it just brings all that in alignment. So yeah. that's, that's absolutely what... like the, the basis of my journey. Like there is the physical aspect. There are the accomplishments and like, I'm so grateful for them. I'm so proud of them. The people I've met, the, the lessons that I've learned and, but the, the mental gains are the biggest things like the, I've been, it's, it's been a journey and I'll make a lot of steps forward. And then I realize how much farther I have to go. And I think just, especially within the last year and year and a half or year, yeah, year and a half, two years has been the biggest meant. And that was like the years going into me earning my pro status was the biggest mental shift, even the way that I am when I go into train and my level of focus and like, my I, I going from walking out for the first event for my first ever comp looking like I'm gonna cry and Kyle looks at me and he's like can you put your game face on I'm like this is my game yeah. face like I got yeah. nothing for yeah. you like I, yeah. I like 
to now, like I remember at the Arnold, like he came to check on me backstage to make sure I was good because he knew I was going to be up. He's like, I've never seen you this calm before an event. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good until like they called the flight just before me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. He's like, don't start that now. But the thing is like, it's about taking that nervous energy and understanding that I'm not going to make it go away. That's, that's who I am, but how am I going to fuel it to something positive? So that nervous energy settles in, but it takes a lot longer for it to settle in. I I didn't look like I was going to cry. I had a game face on. I smiled. I waved. I congratulated the other girls like that lights me up. And yeah. And then I went out and as soon as though, like I'll, I'll look at the ref, they're kind of going over the rules and things like that. Like just reiterating them and stuff. As soon as that whistle blows or that horn goes or whatever oh, it whistle is, baby, whistle baby, turn like, <laughs> like the only thing that I hear is my coach's voice and the ref giving me the up and down signals and stuff like that. And it's like, everything is literally blocked out, blacked out. I'm in there the zone. Is. I got the mental focus. And now like over the past little while, I've been finding ways to channel that even in my training sessions. Like I look like, yes. like when I was doing one rep maxes a couple of weeks yes. ago, I realized I'm literally pacing. Like I pace back and forth. This I've got my thing. belt on and yes. I literally, I'm yeah. like, if Kyle check the cameras, I probably look crazy, but I'm like pacing like a freaking lion, just staring at that bar, yes. getting amped up. And the Whoa. fact that now I can harness that mental aspect of it, I start, oh. I get chills. I feel confident that I'm like, fuck yeah, I got this instead of thinking like, oh my God, this is going to be heavy. We'll see if. You know what? This is genius. Like-